It's us. Hi. We're the podcasters. It's us. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Sam. We're the Sibs. And you're listening to Swift and Swigs with Sibs. That's right. This is the podcast where a brother and a sister discuss two of their favorite things, Taylor Swift and cocktails. Every episode, we will choose a song from Taylor Swift's 200-plus song catalog. We'll each pair a cocktail with that song, and then we will break down our favorite musical mixology moments. Hey, Sam, are we ready for it? I think we are. Hello, Swiggies. Welcome back to December. (laughs) We are in episode... 49. I am Rachel. I'm here with my brother, Sam. Sam, how's it going? It's going good. Merry Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving. All those things. Merry Christmas and stuff. Um, I apologize for my voice. I'm a little under the weather right now. This is what happens when you podcast, when you when you are relying on your voice to do a thing and your voice does weird things. Yet, I mean... It's just, it's just going to happen. We're back to December. It is the season of colds. Mm, so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, that's yeah. that's all I've got to say about that. Um, but otherwise, I'm doing good, Rachel. There is um, a lot to talk about in this episode. Of course, we've got a whole song to get into and cocktails and lyrics, etc. Um, but I don't know if you've got some tea. I'll, I'll let you get into the tea. But I, if you have tea, Taylor tea, that is, I want to say that our Spotify wrapped is out. Hello. We got some exciting kind of feedback from our first year ever as a podcast on the platform. Oh my gosh, baby's first Spotify wrapped. Would you care to hear how our podcast did in Spotify wrapped this year, Rachel? I really would. I really would care. This this is the first year ever we've been on the platform. Okay, on Spotify, our podcast was streamed in six different countries. Now, you know I love to talk about all the countries that are listening to us. That's across all of the platforms. I think we're in like 15 or so different countries at this point. Um, but on Spotify alone, six countries. So we are global. Um, United States was, of course, our top Excellent. country. We, uh, we, we've got those American listeners by the neck. No, that's not what you say. What do I? We've got those American <laughs> listeners by the, what am I trying to say? Where you hooked them. I don't know. <laughs> just, okay. Okay. I'm just going to move it on from sounds that. sounds like we're just like, um, it's getting really violent. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Okay. Um, our listeners do listen to other podcasts and the top podcast genres they listen to is number one comedy okay number two music okay and number three tv and film i I like to think we're kind of a mix of all of those i mean yes we are funny we are Are considered a comedy podcast we're hilarious sam i i I, i've never laughed so hard think we are hilarious (laughs) i know um the the music that our listeners our podcast listeners enjoy. Number one is pop music, of course. Mm-hmm. Number two is rock music. Number three is contemporary country. And I feel like that fits in really well. 
Excellent. Pop, rock, and contemporary country. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Our podcast was shared all over by a text message through Instagram. You guys shared our podcast through direct link. 1% of you shared it with other, you know, like other category. Um, <laughs> some of you shared it on Facebook. So thank you for whomever is sharing our podcast with your friends and family. We, we appreciate you. We love you for it. Our most shared episode, to no surprise, is episode 26, Better Man, with special guest, Kate Niece. Kate, thank you for blasting that episode all over your social medias. And I really hope you uh, you got a couple extra swiggy listeners on board because of that. I'm sure. Here's some exciting news, Rachel. Our our podcast rating in 2023 was 5.0 stars. (gasps) Yee! One hundo! Look at us. We got a hundo. That is is a hundo, right? Not like ten, like five out of ten stars. Yes! It's five out of five stars. (laughs) Five out of 13 stars. That wouldn't be very good. Um, No, so thank you guys for rating and reviewing us continuously. Um, Apparently we published three polls across... Our episodes. Remember, Rachel, when we used to publish polls yeah. right at the beginning, and then you um, and I were the only which ones received a total of comment. eight votes. We were the only ones. Um, we created forty-one Q and As, which received six responses. I don't think we actively create Q and As, but I think automatically our episodes uh, have and our Q mom and A's comments. Them. All six um, comments. Our mom is the only one that has commented. But did you guys know there's a Q&A? If you're listening on Spotify, you can ask us, ask us questions and leave us comments uh, if you're listening on Spotify. So utilize that because we want to hear from you. Oh, and this is really exciting stuff. We are in the top 10 podcasts for 48 fans. Thank you for putting us in your top 10. We're a top five podcast for 39 fans. Thank you for putting us, what is the Taylor Swift lyric? Putting someone first only works when, when you're in their top, top five. five. Putting someone first only works when you're in their top five. Speaking of, mm-hmm. drumroll please, we are the top number one podcast for 10 fans. Thank you, Swiggies, for so choosing to listen beautiful. to our podcast. I just, I think it's just fun, Rachel, because you and I started this to have fun. And it turns out that other people are having fun right along with us. So we just want to, you know, as we're approaching our one year anniversary, we still have a few weeks to go until that special momentous Mm -hmm. date. We just want to take this opportunity and say thanks, everybody. As the year comes to an end, thank you for choosing to listen to Swift and Swigs with Sips podcast in your 2023. We hope it was a fantastic year for you, just like it was for us. Aw, I'm like out touch. It's so cute. I'm so proud of us. And it's so great to have like, it's so great to feel connected to to listeners in that way. Like, I don't know. High five across the screen, yeah. Sam and Swiggies. This was High great. five indeed. And, you know, on that note, Rachel, I'm very excited to report that we have a new review on Apple Podcasts. And I would like to take this time to read it out loud on air. This review comes from Jamie. 
and it is titled A Thousand Times Yes. By the way, it is a five-star review. Okay. These two are great. It makes me wish I had a good relationship with my brother. They are two peas in a pod. Dot, dot, dot. No pun intended. Get it? Because pod. <laughs> I, I get it. That's cute. Love me some good Taylor talk. And Sam is one of the best mixologists in town. What? Okay, so spoiler alert, Jamie and I do know each other. I did not tell her to write that. That is authentic coming from her. And she ends it with, give it a go. So thank you, Jamie, for leaving us a review. Folks, you can go onto Apple Podcasts and write a review for us. And we would love to read it on air if you so choose to do that. If it's a terrible scathing review, probably not going to no, read that one on there. Keep that one, on one air, to yourself. But hey, honesty yeah, is the best real. policy. No, it, it really like. Yeah. I, this is something that you hear podcasters say all the time. It is the tiniest, tiniest effort for the biggest gift to the people that you really care about. So we appreciate every share, every comment, every. Uh, positive review and you know give us some feedback but send that in an email or something so we can screen it but we really <laughs> <laughs> yes you can email us at swift and swigs podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. letting us know if yeah. you've got some constructive criticism for us but it yeah. sounds like you guys mostly just enjoy it so we just love us. we're we're gonna keep this going for you know an indefinite amount of time if that's okay with 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 all of you guys Clink, clink to that. Clink, clink to that. Heckin' yeah. You know, I've been thinking though, Sam. Yes. About my Spotify wrapped for next year. Mm -hmm. And I think I can already name a song that's going to be on my top five. Okay. Which one would that be? It's called You're Losing Me. Oh my gosh. Yes, it is. Rachel, your moment has finally arrived. My moment is here. Like, I'm actually doing something legally, listening to something all the time, (laughs) as opposed to what I was doing before, which was illegally nonstop listening to Stop You're Losing Me. Because we had had this wild moment this week when all the Swifties went crazy and both Sam and I were like, I'm tired. Please don't make me solve another puzzle. (laughs) Please. Please don't make me clown. Like, is it 127 plus 39 equals 13? And so this is going to happen and whatever. Like, just tell me. Just, like, tell me. So we let all the other clowners do their clowning and come up with their things. And then Taylor was like, hey, guys, I love you. How about you're losing me? (laughs) Which is so funny. It's like, oh, my God, you guys, happy birthday to me. Here's the saddest song I've ever written. Stop. I can't find a pulse, my heart won't start anymore for you. For real though, for realsies. Um, but yes, it's something that we've been waiting for for a long time is that we finally got the song on streaming. Of course, we first heard it back in May illegally on the internet, but uh, we finally have a chance to stream it over and over again for some. I'm, I'm presuming you would be one who has that song on repeat for me i cannot wait to to do that on on a podcast episode but until then i'm gonna save my thoughts rachel i think that's only fair i agree i don't want to say anything i don't want to say anything else yeah yeah but that is the exciting news that that we've received um of course taylor wrapped up her tour 
for 2023 in Sao Paulo. It was a great run of shows. Like always, I don't have anything to say about any particular moments, um, except for the fact that everybody was clowning that she was going to announce Reputation Taylor's version. And I did not expect her to announce it, but yet I had to live stream it just in case. And I was definitely anxious just in case. And I was very eager just in case. And lo and behold, she definitely didn't announce Reputation Taylor's version, but... So, I, I mean, I don't want to keep clowning about rep and whatever. Like, it, what I think I finally started to wonder is, I don't. I always thought she was going to, like, Reputation was next and then she was going to do debut, like, end with debut. But, like, honestly, Reputation is going to be the album to, like, blow up the internet after 1989, I think. Like, it's going to be so huge. Yeah, I mean, 1989, Taylor's version definitely blew up the internet. And I don't think she necessarily wants to end this, like, run of, uh, you know, re-records with an album, like, with her debut album, which will be wonderful and sweet and whatever, but I just don't think it's going to get the hype that the other one is. And it feels like it's if you she ended with that, it would just be like, Wah, wah. Oh, yeah. And then here's these these other songs that I wrote that are cute, but not my best work. But maybe, I perhaps. I don't know. I, it, I think I think it, I think the main point for her is just to put him out. But, you know, it. so I, I think it, it would be the most poetic thing to end with debut. And that's why. But it would also make sense to end with reputation because talk about ending with a bang, like a literal bang. We're going to keep clowning. My heart is constantly racing thinking about Reputation Taylor's version. Uh, but I am okay to take some time off. We are getting a lot of Taylor Swift content. I want to like slow so it down a little bit. I want to savor this moment. Mm-hmm. I said, savor this moment. <laughs> <laughs> that was stupid. I said, remember this moment. That was stupid. Make sure you don't cut that out because you always keep the silly things I say in the podcast and then just like cut, really edit yourself <laughs> to be just like true charming hero. Please keep that one in. All right. My blessed cocktail is melting. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, let's get into um, it. But we, let's talk about doing good and on some new shit first, Rachel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit. What kind of new shit are you listening to? I all right. So you know, I love to listen to my Discover Weekly playlist on Spotify. I do. I have the weirdest Discover Weekly this this week, folks. If you're not Spotify Discover Weekly people, every Monday there's an algorithm that gives you 30 songs curated to your tastes, and it's not necessarily new music that you've never heard of before, but it's just a collection of. Songs that Spotify thinks you'll be into. Maybe it's songs you've heard before. This week, Rachel, pretty much every song is no older than 1977. Like, it is a collection of oldies, which are great, but I don't really know what Spotify is trying to tell me with that. There are some exceptions. One exception is Goodbye Earl 
from like the chicks, <laughs> Dixie chicks. Like random, but okay, I'm here yeah. for it. Better all had to die. Uh -huh, Another uh -huh. exception, Rachel, is an Alanis song from Jagged Little Pill. What? Like, what? Which one? Oh, Head Over Feet. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. And don't be if I fall. Head over feet. So those are a couple. That's, this, is, this is the weird Discover Weekly playlist I've got going on this week. The other exception is what I'm choosing for my new shoot this week. And it is a song by an artist called... Michael Bernard Fitzgerald. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know anything about this artist. I have not looked up the rest of his discography. But the song that came onto my playlist by this artist is called Nothing On. And I really liked this song immediately upon listening to it. It's a very simple song. His voice is great. It's, it's, it's sort of like folky. And he plays the guitar, but like the same chord. So it's just so simple. And it's beautiful. What he's basically singing about when he says nothing on, he's talking about his partner having like no clothes on. And, but it's not really about sex. It's about like her coming home and like just taking off her clothes and how beautiful she is in that moment. And how she's just relaxing and telling him about her day with nothing on. Don't and make it. it's a really interesting concept for a huh. song, but it's, it's so beautiful. And there's one tiny moment in that song where a female voice comes in and says literally two mm. words, and then that's it. That's all you hear from her. Tell me about how the day gone before you So it's a very unique song. It immediately intrigued me. And I cannot wait to get into more of this guy, Michael Bernard Fitzgerald. So that's huh. my new Love shit. Can't, can't wait to dig dig deeper into that. All right. What about you? I'm not taking us very far from where we've been before because I'm talking about a song that's coming out actually tomorrow. So this is cheating because I haven't listened to it in full, but I already know I'm going to love it because it's with two artists that I'm really obsessed with and a song that I already love. Okay. That's really weird. Okay. Noah Kahn and Gracie Abrams are singing together on his song, Everything Everywhere. So he's been bringing on, like, his his album, Stick Season, he, you know, he released it. It was mostly just him. And then he's been bringing on, like, lots of different people, like, um, Hozier and Post Malone. Post Malone, right. To like sing some of these songs with him. And then he just like, he's just like getting obsessed. He's like, this is my new favorite version or like whatever, which I think is just so sweet and honoring that he's like, the, the version I'm doing with somebody else is the one I actually really love the most, which that uh, that's just so cool. So I, I'm not introducing us to a new song or new artists, but like it's, it is new because it's a combination of their two voices. I am always, always obsessed when a particularly a male and a female voice sing together. There's just the combination of that that is always mm -hmm. beautiful to me. Um, I'm always drawn to it in mm -hmm. Taylor Swift songs, which and and this I think is going to be another another one and that song is so beautiful it's like a love song 
unlike any other kind. And I can't so, wait to hear it. It is that is excited. new shit to me because I I still haven't listened to Noah Khan's album. So every song is new to me. And Gracie's fantastic. What I know about Noah is fantastic. I'm excited to give that a go. And when this episode comes out, Rachel, it will already will be out. That's that right. In the ether. Exactly. So, so go give that one a listen. I, I, and I, I do recommend if you like a duet with a man and a woman, listen to that the song I just plugged. Yeah, I was just uh, thinking like that's that right up my alley. Something interesting and a little bit of a duet. So cool. Right up your alley. It is Ruya. Okie dokie. Time to swig on some cocktails, Rachel. Ruya. I chose the Taylor Swift song this week because we are now in the month of December. So naturally, I had to choose Back to December. And I also have just never really fully sat down with this song before. I know that it is a fan favorite, and um, but I, I just I wanted to choose. I've never chosen a Speak Now song. You've always chosen the Speak Now, so it's it's about damn time that I that I got into my uh, Speak Now era. So back to December, Rachel is it's going to be a fun one. It's it's a it's a different song that we don't often get with Taylor Swift. But first, we must drink our cocktails, Rachel. So, why don't you lead us off? Alrighty. Um, I have to start giving credit to my friend, Lauren Lemons. Um, she is a big Taylor Swift fan, and she is a listener of our podcast. She just like sent me this image of a really cute cocktail, which I have made a version of before, but she reminded me how great it is. And it's a cocktail that looks like a snow globe. Okay. Oh. And I, she was like, this one would be so fun for Lover, which is such a cute idea because in the Lover music video, mm-hmm. there's a snow globe. It starts with a snow globe and it's shaking around. Okay. And I was, if you haven't already done it, and I was like, oh, you know, we've already done Lover, except. I got to thinking that there's something about this song, like the nostalgia, like the swelling string instruments at the beginning that really like sends you in this like reminiscing moment. And it's actually like, while it's kind of a sad song, it does, it, it lends itself to like, oh, but this was a really good relationship, even if we're sad and regretful about it. We'll get more into the spirit as we move on. So um, anyway, I just, I was thinking I'm getting snow globe vibes from this song. I love the Mm -hmm. idea that she's like looking back. I mean, you know, you collect snow globes to like places that you've been. So it reminds me of like a way that she might have this snow globe of this relationship that she's shaking and going back to and remembering. Mm, Okay. So I created a snow globe with my cocktail and I'm calling it this is wishful thinking. Okay. So uh, it, it, there's something about snow, like, there's just like wishful, hopeful vibes with the snow globe. Uh, the reason I said it's melting is like you make a little like ice cube, like you put your rosemary in a glass and then you put water in it and then you freeze it. Have you never done this before, Sam? I think you did this for us at Christmas once. I've done it before. Yeah. So. And then it looks like, then you pour in a clear cocktail and it looks a little bit, um, so I wanted to make, I made a gin and tonic Mm. because 
Um, I, I, I was thinking about how this um, song talks about the summer and memories of that, but then it's back into December. So I made a winter gin and tonic. Mm. So there's your regular, like your your herbal um, nature of a gin, the, the, the tonic notes as well. That's your classic gin and tonic. There's some lime juice in there, but you could also use like a Meyer lemon, I think would be really delicious. Yum. And instead for like a citrus, but then I used just a little bit of a orange spiced syrup. So you make a simple syrup with some orange peel, some ginger root, a cardamom pod, um, just enough to like give it some sweetness. You don't put a lot in there, just like a half ounce. And then you, you top it with a little bit of nutmeg. So it's giving like these Christmassy notes, but mm-hmm. it's still in like a classic clear gin and tonic. Yeah. So there we go. That sounds this is so thinking. delicious. Cheers. Cheers. You know, it's sort of fitting that this whole like announcement of Taylor Swift being the top global artist started with Spotify. Drink every time I mention Spotify in this episode. <laughs> yeah, really um, getting a shout out today. When Spotify put that playlist out called Snow Globe. Yeah. So that's fitting. Yes, exactly. Um, not to uh, throw this into the future, but there's also the song You Are In Love, which literally has the word snow globe in it too. So I might be borrowing your cocktail okay. when we do that song. Okay. Well, cheers, clink, clink. Clink, clink. Loving that for you, Rachel. Thank you. Look at my beautiful little cocktail here. She's so pretty. Mm-hmm. What are you drinking? Rachel, you know, I try not to miss an opportunity to make a cocktail with rose hips. I was hoping you were doing that. You know, so she does She does mention the word roses in this song. So I'm going to use my my favorite rose hip syrup that I make. <clears throat> I, I got to acknowledge, there have been two songs that we have discussed in our podcast where she talked about roses and I, and I didn't make a rose hip cocktail for that. And I regret it to this day. One of them was Slut, which we did very recently. Um, the other one was our song, I almost didn't notice all the roses. I might have mentioned that in my notes. So here's what I'm going to do. Anytime Taylor is going to sing about roses, I'm going to do my best to make a rose hip cocktail because I just love rose hips so much. Okay, so I'm going to call this cocktail Mm -hmm. You Gave Me Roses. And in it, we've got – I use mezcal, Rachel. I tried a couple – variations. I tried a rye whiskey. I tried an American single malt whiskey. And then I tried, yes, I, I have workshopped this cocktail a couple of times. I've Impressive. tried the mezcal and I think that's my favorite version. It is not a super smoky mezcal. I think too much smoke could maybe like distract this cocktail. So it's a very lightly smoked, clear Hoven mezcal with my rose hip syrup. And then I'm thinking about December and like winter fruits. And and one of the fruits that you can find ripe in December is pomegranate. So mm-hmm. I added some pomegranate juice in here and lime juice, which is also a citrus. Or I mean, uh, oh, citrus is, is a winter fruit is what I mean to say. So we've got the mezcal, the rosehip syrup, the pomegranate juice, the lime juice, And then I added a little orange zest because that just reminds me of the month of December as well. And that, my sister, is I Gave You Roses. 
Cheers to Love that. It. Cheers. Clink, clink. clink. All right, Sam, I would love to start transitioning into this song, um, getting back to December. You chose this song. So tell us what, after, you know, giving it a good listen, have you discovered is the spirit of this song? Back to December. The spirit of the song is Taylor Swift meeting up with her ex and telling him that she's sorry for breaking it off. This is one of very few Taylor Swift songs where she takes accountability, where she is the one apologizing. In fact, I looked through her, uh, the, the tracks of debut album and, and fearless album. And I think I'm right in saying that this is the very first song Taylor Swift ever wrote or put out there that acknowledges she was in the wrong instead of her feeling like she was wronged. She is admitting mm-hmm. that she feels remorse for what she did to this person. Who is that person? It is none other than our favorite Taylor Swift ex, John May. I'm or, sorry, uh, <laughs> Taylor Lautner. <laughs> Couldn't resist that one. Uh-huh. It's interesting that I'll get into it in a little bit, but John Mayer definitely plays a part in this, in the conversation of this song. Um, so I'm excited to to really like, you know, bash your favorite and your number two artist in this episode today. <laughs> um, well, I can't wait for that. And until then, that's that's made the main spirit. The, the other thing I want to mention is um, that I want to acknowledge that this song is is mature. This is Taylor Swift, like all of that, you know, taking into account her owning up and apologizing in the song, and this being the first time she's doing that. I want to say that that's that's a very mature move on Taylor Swift's part, and uh, bravo to that. Yeah, I and I think. Um... It's interesting to think about, like, we're, obviously we pulled this up because we're in December. This is a great song for December. But I was thinking, like, would you consider this a Christmas song? Like, is no. this a song you might Zero percent is this I Christmas disagree. Song. I am disagreeing with you. I have been listening to a lot of just, like, sad, I mean, literally playlists that are called Sad Christmas. <laughs> and of which... Our lovely favorite sad fall girl autumn, Phoebe Bridgers, has some excellent sad Christmas songs. Mm. And I think this one really fits the same kind of vibes of nostalgia, wanting to go back, make things better. Like, I feel like Christmas time is the time of year when we, like, think about how we could be better or how we can, like, like we're thinking about the year, reflection, nostalgia, and like nostalgia can be happy and joyful, like, oh, that's so sweet, but it can also be painful, like having these memories of the things that could have gone a different way. So I'm giving this 
a great Christmas song. I mean, maybe don't play this at your, you know, holiday party where you want to be like. Right. And in that case, it's not a Christmas song, Rachel, just because it takes place in December. December gets so much attention for being the month of Christmas, but there's so much more to December than Christmas. So I don't think it's fair to put this song into the category of Christmas simply because it's about December and it's about nostalgia because I feel nostalgia in all months of the year. The one thing I will say though is December is famously Taylor Swift's birth month. So when it comes to your birthday, you do a lot of reflecting on your past year. And I don't think that has anything to do with Christmas just because Mm. she's born, you know, X amount of days before the holiday doesn't mean that every time she has a birthday, it's it's revolving around the Christmas season. So I do disagree with you. Now, if she's saying about right. more specific things about like, like the winter and snowfall and like fireplace and, and not, of course, not to mention just saying the word Christmas, then I would agree with you. But really, the song is about her in her mind going back to the exact time that she made the mistake that she made. It just so happened to be the month of December, but I don't think it has anything to do with Christmas. Mm. So. Uh, okay. Agree to disagree. I do think that's a really interesting point about your birthday though. Cause you're right. Like I do think at your birthday, you do have like thought, but I'm in general, my most nostalgic time is at Christmas time. Yeah, that's fair. Just, it, it just is. Yeah, that's fair. All right. So we've we've kind of outlined the spirit. We want to get into what the musical mixology of the song. What, what are some of the sounds that you're hearing that you like in the song? Well, I like to say this song, I, I've mentioned this before when we've done Speak Now songs. This is the most Speak Now kind of song you can imagine. There's just this certain quality of songs that she put on this album and and for example, this song, Back to December, starts kind of slow and guitar strummy. But then it builds with drums into a chorus. Goodbye. So this is me. Just like Enchanted. Just like sparks fly. Like it's very much giving the sounds that we are so familiar with from this album. That was the the feel that she was going for with with so many of these songs in this album. Um, But to be specific, we get acoustic guitar at the beginning. We get an electric guitar at the beginning. But it's pretty flowy. There's even a violin. And it's kind of a slower beat as she sings this first verse. And then it swell seas into the to the chorus. Ah, swell seas. That's adorable. Um, The other thing I want to mention in musical mixology is I've never we've never talked about this, but in some of her earlier songs. She uses a, a a male voice as a backing vocalist, and this is an example. And it it always really sounds great with her voice. I just wonder why she does that. Was that just like a thing of country music, like female country artists 
that they have like an unfeatured male voice. Do you know what I'm talking right. about? Do you have thoughts I, no, on I know, that? I, I know exactly what you're talking about. So um, I actually heard on every single album they were talking about this when they spoke of specifically the first two albums when her voice was not as strong in order to like mm. give a more richer sound they like the the producer what's his name oh nathan chapman nathan chapman okay so he like sings behind her in a lot of the songs standing in front of you saying i'm sorry for that I think that that definitely the first couple of albums before her voice was developing, that was the way to like add a more richer sound. Honestly, I was surprised that we still got it in Speak Now Taylor's version because her Mm -hmm. voice is strong. She doesn't need that male voice to carry it. And Speak Now is a self-written album and you almost want it to be a self-sung album. So yeah, I I do agree. I I love the sound of these male voices with hers, but I yeah, it's just like it almost doesn't seem to fit the theme of yeah, what it, she's it, trying to accomplish. Right? Yeah, it, it it almost gives a little bit too cheese factor for me. So yeah, I I would say that's a criticism I have. What some of the things yeah. I love about the music is the um. The chorus, when you get this basically one long note with a couple of like, like back and forth a little bit, but like that is nearly impossible to sing without taking a breath. And I don't know how Mm. she did it, it, but it just adds to the the powerful like feelings and like the, even the desperation where you're just like, she has so much she wants to say that she doesn't even stop. And she's almost just like, I have to get this out, get this off my chest and I have to say it now or I may not say it again. And that's just like the kind of the the, mm-hmm. the feelings I get from this song. And when she sings that, like, and we'll get more into the lyrics, but like she strings us through these long words without even going much back and forth. So I just think that's really, yeah. a really powerful musical choice. Let's transition to the lyrics if you're ready to do it, Rachel. Yeah, let's do. I am ready. So the song starts off, I'm so glad you made time to see me, which is why I, I said this is a song about her meeting up with him and telling him in person that she's sorry. You know, this isn't a song where she's daydreaming or like thinking about how she feels remorse or how she's sorry. She is meeting up with this person, Taylor Lautner. I'm so glad you made time to see me. How's life? Tell me how's your family. I haven't seen them in a while. This whole thing is sort of small talk. She literally says that. You've been good, busier than ever. We small talk, work, and the weather. Rachel, that's like what we're known to do on our podcast. I know. I was thinking that, Sam. (laughs) <laughs> we haven't talked about our weather in so long, but whenever I got to that line, I just like had to chuckle because I was like, oh, look at us. We used to talk about the weather. But like this is – this whole first part is just like you can – I mean she goes on to say, you know, your guard is up like and I know why. Like it's awkward. But but like there's yeah. all of these 
cliches. And I, I just love how she took what really could have literally been a conversation. Like all of these things, like you you literally could he- imagine of somebody being like, oh, how you been? How's the family? I haven't seen them in a while. Like, and, and she puts them into a song that feels real, like feels like literally it was pulled out. I just, I love that. Mm-hmm. So then it goes into your guard is up and I know why. And I was thinking, like, we talked about this last two weeks ago in Champagne Problems. I suppose we also might have talked about it in Tis the Damn Season. But, like, she doesn't actually know why. Like, he, it, it, we're not getting the indication that he's, like, communicating to her that he's upset. At, she's just kind of reading the room. And which I believe that Taylor's really good at that in general. Like, I think she probably is very empathetic. But, like, this, I think, is an example of the ways that she can be self-conscious about, like, how someone feels about her. I think that she's always very worried about that. And then she makes up the story without him even needing to say. And that's what we're about to get into. Yeah, but I think she's very intuitive. Like, she can tell his guard is up. She can she can read yeah. the room. She can read yeah. the signs. And we don't know, we've not heard Taylor Lautner's version of this, or, or we've not heard his story on this relationship and particularly yeah. this breakup. We get the impression that, he, that she hurt him based on what she's told us. But what if he really wasn't all that hurt? I mean, maybe let's just get yeah. into the song. We'll, we'll find out some more information, right? But what do we get now? Is this the pre-chorus? Yes. Because the last time you, and this is where she's explaining why she thinks she knows why his guard is up. The last time you saw me mm-hmm. is still burned in the back of your mind. So that that's another part where I'm just like, how do you know? Like, like that's like, mm-hmm. it, it, this is where I think she's getting a little bit like in her head and kind of self-conscious. Like you must, mm-hmm. you must think about me all the time. I'll bet you think about me. <laughs> Maybe she's finally allowing herself to feel more powerful because she's always been a submissive person who's been the one who is broken up with. So she finally has Mm. almost like a platform to stand on to allow herself to feel the power of what it's like, what it's been like for all those men who have dumped her. She's maybe projecting a little bit. She's like, you know, yeah, I bet you think about me. It is similar to like that. Like, you know, I it's still burning in the back of your mind. Maybe she doesn't know that for a fact, but she wants to believe that because she finally has the opportunity to. Yeah. This line, yeah. cheers, is my cocktail. Cheers. You gave me roses. Yeah. No, I did not name the cocktail. I left them there to <sighs> die. <laughs> I mean, it really would have fit the like emo... Like, like, Speak Now is a very emo album to me. So, like, it would have mm-hmm. fit. It would have been appropriate for the era. If Taylor had come up with this cocktail, she probably would have called it that. Um, you gave me roses and I left them there to die. Yeah. This could be literal, but I also think it's metaphorical. Like, this, mm-hmm. this line implies that he was a good boyfriend. Like, maybe he did mm-hmm. give, give her roses. That's a very nice boyfriend move. Bravo, Taylor Lautner for that, but she just left them there to die. It's pretty metaphorical, I think, right? Like, you give me roses can just represent the p- 
pot. Oh my gosh, that's another song. Is maroon? I didn't make a rose hip cocktail. Yes, I, I wrote that you down. Flower roses. It just popped into my head right now. Yes, um, it's like that. That line in maroon carnations you had thought were roses. Wait, is maroon about Taylor Lautner? Whoa, mine. No, it's definitely not. No, it's definitely not because Taylor Lautner knew <laughs> that what roses were. Like, th- I think that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Is is like yeah. the other guy didn't really know. He didn't know how to be a great boyfriend. Taylor Lautner knew how to be a great boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So he also knows how to True. do a great backflip. But that's another story. Yeah, what the heck? That was absolutely insane. Um, okay, so yeah, you gave me roses. I left them there to die. That just paints the picture of what he gave to this relationship and what she didn't. And she's admitting it fully. So the other thing I want to say that I kind of put together through the internet. Thank you, internet. So there's another song on this album called Superman. And it's potentially about your boyfriend, John Mayer. (laughs) My boyfriend, John. (laughs) Shout out, John. I know you're listening. Uh Uh-huh. And there's a line in that, wish the flowers were from you, okay? Which is a very, very important line. figure out at what point in this conversation do I start talking about the timeline? Because I don't know how much you know. I just need to, to tell you that I fell into it last December. A follower, I uh, someone I really love to follow, her name is Kate. Her, her handle is what Kate finds. I'm not sure her last name. She's a huge John Mayer fan and also becoming a pretty big Taylor Swift fan. And she was grappling after what it could have should have came out. She started grappling. As a natural person would. And what, yes. Like, I need to know, okay, I need to actually know more about him. So she did a insane deep dive. Like, I spent so many hours watching her stories. But the timeline that she has pulled together goes like this. We're in 2009. We're in December of 2009. Taylor is dating Taylor Launder, okay? She's been dating him since the fall we'll get into that later john mayer and taylor swift have become acquainted because he kind of reached out to her to record half of my heart with him mm-hmm. on december 8th 2009 they were they attended the vivo launch party together taylor and john mayer okay okay they are seen together this is december 8th december 9th John and Taylor are seen together dining at Nobu, one of Taylor's favorite restaurants. We've we've seen her there recently. Oh my gosh, she loves that place. December 11th is the Jingle Ball at Madison Square Garden. Both Taylor Swift and John Mayer are performing. She comes out and performs Half of My Heart with him at the Jingle Ball, okay? That date is very important. December 11th. On December 12th, Taylor Lautner hosted Saturday Night Live. Okay? December 13th is Taylor's 20th birthday. Okay? I need you to know that on December 11th, Taylor Swift was 19. Don't you think 19's too 
cannot say because it is not fair to speak on it too specifically, but it is understood that Taylor has seen the inside of the apartment that John Mayer owned on December 11th. It is understood that on December 12th, Taylor Swift did not go to Saturday Night Live to be with Taylor Lautner. On December 13th, she went home for her birthday. And on December 14th, she was with Taylor Lautner back in New York City and they broke up. Okay. What's your point? <laughs> La- La- okay. My point is the girl left Taylor Lautner to be with John Mayer. Okay. So that's my point. And maybe you already, maybe we already knew that, but it's important to note now, I think he gave her roses. It's just my theory. He gave her roses because it was her birthday the day before he gave her roses on December 14, but then they broke up because she wanted to be in a different relationship. And that's the whole regret. That is the whole reason why she's writing this song to begin with, because she now later learns that was a terrible mistake. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, so so what I'm bringing this all up now is is I'd have a whole different perspective. I think I'm way back on Speak Now, I'll have to go back to that episode. I think I mentioned how I was like really sobbing through the, like the re-release of Speak Now and like listening to these songs and think, thinking about the ways that she had to reflect on her life and how she's changed and how she's grown. But I think a big part of it was that like, I've heard coulda, woulda, shoulda, and I have a different perspective on how she feels about John Mayer, which gives me a different perspective on back to December and why that part haunts her so much mm. and why it really breaks her heart and we'll get more into the lyrics later. Okay. That was a big that was a big moment to introduce that I think Taylor Lautner gave her roses on her on the day after her birthday and she wished they were from John at that moment. Are you did you get it off your chest? Did you get it off of your desk? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, it's off my desk. It's off my chest. Get it off your chest. Get it off my desk. We can move on. We have to move on, Rachel. <laughs> Um, yes, we do. Let's get into the chorus here. Okay. So this is we swallowing my pride. I love that. She's admitting she is a proud person, but she will swallow that to stand in front of you and say, I'm sorry for that night. I almost called my cocktail my pride just so I could say, now I'm swallowing my pride. That's funny. I had, kind of had a similar thought. I was going to call mine swallowing my pride, but I didn't want to use the word swallow in a cocktail. It just seems I was going to say, to be um, honest, I think the word swallow <laughs> is really gross. So I didn't use it. <laughs> but you do want to swallow your pride as we get into this. Um, I guess so. And I go back to December all the time. Now, this is obviously her mentally. She goes back to that time. Yeah. Yeah. In, in the form of regret, I think, right? Yeah. Um, it turns out freedom ain't nothing but missing you. This implies why she broke up with him. This is giving us information about why she dumped him in the first place. I think our girl wanted freedom. I think she just wanted to be free. She didn't want to be tied down. Is that what she's saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it t- I think she didn't want to be tied down to him. I think uh, this is really hard for me to not bash John Mayer, but I think he convinced her that Taylor Lautner was boring, that that Taylor Lautner was holding her back. 
and that she could climb and do what she wanted with him, with John Mayer. This, this, this is just my thoughts. I, maybe John Mayer like encouraged her to end it, but I'm sure she was thinking these things prior to her meeting with John Mayer. Yes. Because if she really loved him the way that she's sort of admitting, then that wouldn't have just been ended by one other man telling you, oh, you should dump him. Because if she really loved him, she wouldn't have done that. So I don't think the love was really felt when she was with Taylor Lautner. When she reflects on it now, yes, she does feel that way. But there was something going on where she's like, I don't think this is the one for me. This isn't the right time. I want to be free. I want to do something else. Yeah. And you can't blame a girl. You know, I think think that's actually a really important point to note that like, you know, is she coming back to him to say, I want to get back together? I don't think she is. And maybe we'll get more specifically into that later. But like, I think she's actually just going back and saying, I don't think I treated you kindly because, and I think it's because she literally left. I mean, I think she kind of cheated on him. Like maybe it was already starting to like fizzle, fizzle out and she just hadn't broken it off yet. I, I think that's the part that she feels badly about was just like the, the timeline. Mm-hmm. Okay, I go. So this is another point. She's, she'd say, "I'd go back to December, turn around, and make it all right." So here's when we get a different version of "Go back to December." Before it was "Go back in your mind." Now she kind of wishes she could physically go back mm-hmm. and change it and yeah. and do it differently. And I go back to December all the time, meaning she thinks about this a lot. She can't. She can't well, let it go. You know, I was. I was thinking a lot, like this summer, there were some memes that went out, like that said, like, who who's going to tell someone tell Taylor that like, it is all right. Like she actually does get to go back and change it because like being able to see her having a relationship with Taylor Lautner and a friendship and like how successful she is now. And in a, at that point she wasn't in a relationship, but she was still like in a happy place. Like it's so it's so powerful the way that she can go back and sing these songs of like, I wish I could go back and change it and realize, no, but I am in a better place now. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just think that's really beautiful. It's nice. It's comforting for us Swifties. It is. Yeah, it's cozy. All right, second verse. Second verse. These days I haven't been sleeping, staying up, playing back myself, leaving when your birthday passed and I didn't call. I looked up Taylor Lawner's birthday. It is February so 11th. 1992. So after they broke up, so I'm assuming she, you know, feels bad. She didn't call him, even though maybe they stayed kind of close, which I think we know now they they did stay close. They've always spoken fondly of each other, even after the breakup. But she's playing back these things that she didn't do. She feels bad about. Yeah, She's having a midnight's moment. And then the melody changes Mm. in this this part. And I think about summer, all the beautiful times I watched you laughing from the passenger side. And I think about summer, all the beautiful times I watched you laughing from the passenger side. This was the part in the the summer I turned pretty remix mm-hmm. of this when I it like the the beat is different for the remix and it came off on my TikTok. And I was like, what the heck song is this? Mm-hmm. I, I really like it. It's a it's a jam. And you're like, that's back to December. I thought, oh, I like the jam better. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, like, 
I like the remix version a little better. It's just, you know, I love a pop beat, you know what But yeah, now we're we're talking about the seasons here. I think about summer, all the beautiful times. We we understand that the relationship started like at the end of summer. I watched you laughing from the passenger side. Hello, car reference. Mm-hmm. This oh, time she she's in the passenger that. seat, not the driver's seat. Exactly. And realized I had loved you in the fall. It's I'd mm-hmm. loved you in the fall, but I'm thinking. It's the, the contraction of I'd is I had loved you in the fall. She realizes that now and realized yeah. I loved you in the fall. Like started the relationship summer. We were laughing. By the fall, I was loving you. And then the cold came, mm. the dark days when fear crept into my mind. And that's that's great. That's metaphorical, but it's literal. We're talking about how in December is when she called it off. December is when the cold comes. December is the darkest of all of the days. This is why, Sam, it's giving Christmas. Like, it's giving holiday. Like, at Christmas, we talk about. I mean, again, it's not giving Christmas. Just because it happens to be in the month of December doesn't mean it's Christmas. Okay, maybe I should rephrase that. Advent. Like, this is giving Advent. This is giving that solemn reflection that it's we giving are... advent because it literally takes place in the season of advent no, but it, no. this is not a song we're going to sing on advent sunday false i'm, I'm singing it when i'm the pastor of my church <laughs> <laughs> the hymn hymn 103 i would love for you to volunteer to sing on one of your advent sundays in church you're like i would i would love to sing i'll choose a hymn and you decide to choose Back to December because it's giving <laughs> Advent to you, Rachel. <laughs> I would love that. I can just read, I can just change it like back to December when Jesus is born. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd go back to December, turn around and oh. give you gold because nobody gave Jesus gold. It was frankincense, incense, and murder. Like Mary didn't really want that. I would go back and give him an iPad. You know, diapers. Yeah, no. <laughs> Diapers would have been helpful, you know? A casserole. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, okay, and then the cold came, the dark days when fear crept into my mind. So she was fearful of something. She was fearful that maybe she'd be tied down with this Taylor Lautner, that maybe her career would be affected, fear that, you know, she wouldn't get to a further explore her youth, maybe. Um you gave me all your love, and all I gave you was goodbye, boy, bye, adios, cha cha for now, see you later, hasta luego, bye. <laughs> That's the remix. Okay, if you ever break up with somebody with that, I'm just, I'm not gonna save you. I'm not gonna, gonna tell you how I how I do you. my breakup because you're gonna roast me okay, if okay. I do. <laughs> We get a second chorus, but there's a little bit of a change here. I'd go back to December. Instead of turn around and make it all right, she sings turn around and change my own mind. Change mind. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. It's same concept, but just different phrasing. Well, it's even more ownership of what she did. Not just like – because before she said I'll make it all right. Like I'll make it better. Like I'll fix it. This is her saying like – yeah. I made a mistake. I chose John Mayer and that I would change my mind. I would realize that. Mm-hmm. And and not like 
I would choose you, but I would change my mind to have it happen that way. Either way, she's she would if she could, she would. One once again, could have, would have, should have. Okay, we're gonna get into a bridge. Mm. Take it away, Rachel. Well, it starts off really cheesy. I don't know why I like. In her early years, I mean, later on, she she still always talks about her guys. Like, she always is very specific about what they look like. Yeah. But this one is just very much like your tan skin, your sweet smile. Like. Why does that gross you out? I don't know. Exactly. Why. I don't know why that grosses. I don't know. Like, like, aren't there other qualities other than his tan skin and his sweet smile? I don't know. Yes, there are. And she goes on to sing about those qualities. Yeah, but like, give me a metaphor. Like, don't. Tell me about his tan skin. That's gross. It's fake, I'm sure. Wow. Well, Taylor Swift is the queen of metaphors, <laughs> and you are yelling at her right now for not giving you, you know, another metaphor. Which, to your yeah. point, I mean, we know that she's Do better. of it. But well, maybe, you know she can. Maybe I she mean, this... literally misses those things about him. <laughs> That's shallow. But I'm not judging. Fine. I mean, I love a good tan skin, but okay. Anyway. <laughs> The first, okay, and how you held me in your arms that September night, the first time you ever saw me cry. Now that is That's some tea. Mm-hmm. That's the VMAs. And we all know what that September night means. We sure do. The VMAs when Kanye took the stage and embarrassed her and shamed her. It is the most fateful night of Taylor Swift's career. We all know about it. And guess who was on stage with Taylor Swift that night? Oh, yeah. It was her boyfriend. Presenting the award. Taylor effing yeah. lover. Which he has later gone on later. And he's talked about how he didn't know what was going on. Yes. He didn't say anything immediately to her. He felt bad. But apparently he held mm-hmm. her in his arms that September night. She misses that. She misses that aspect of this relationship. How he was sweet. And the first time you ever saw me cry, which is implying that there were other times she cried, but this was the first time she cried. I do wonder what else was making her cry. Yeah. I think, I mean, she definitely misses those things about him. He seems like a sweet guy and and that he had a tan skin. Yeah. I'm charmed by him. Okay. Maybe this is wishful thinking. This is when we're getting like just that, that like really like the guitar and the, just the like probably mindless dreaming, which is, is but both of those things are like very her. Like she is like, so, we know her to be like the hopeful dreamer, like mm-hmm. wishful, you know, and, and she's admitting like, okay. You know, maybe this is just what this is, but I'm telling you now, like, I if if we loved, and now this is a weird phrase, if we loved again. It is weird. Yeah. I, I, maybe it just need, it flowed better, but like, if if we fell in love again, I don't know. I, I feel like I could write that differently, but she didn't ask me. Um, I'd, <laughs> I'd love to see you try. <laughs> I'd love you write. <laughs> I mean, this is the part where I was just like, she's not asking him to take her back, right? Like, she's just saying, like, I'd do this differently if it, right? She's saying, like, if you were to hypothetically give me another chance, I will do this right this time. So is she, so is she asking him? 
she's not, she's not, no, she's not asking. It's not a question. She's saying if, this is kind of hypothetical, like if we loved again, I swear I would love you, right? I'd go back in time and change it, but I can't. Like she's, she's in the moment. She's aware. So if the chain is on your door, I understand. Yeah. I love that metaphor there. Like I'm thinking of the last time finding my find myself at your door, you know, like the, the the moment of showing up at somebody's door. I mean, we got this a lot in the vault songs of 1989, like one foot out the door. Like there's just these like door references of leaving and going and coming and whatever. The other side of the door. Mm-hmm. And you could even dig a little deeper in this. If the chain is on your door, you know, when you chain a door, you can still open that door like a crack, but you can't fully go in. So it's almost like Taylor Launder put the chain on the door to Taylor Swift and because like he can let her in a little bit, like he still cares about her. He's willing to- chain represents- His like his heart. He's not going to open the door all the way I'm not opening the door, but but I'll listen to you. Like that's- yeah. Oh, which is so – like, that's so yeah. kind. Like, no, the chain is on the door, but I'm listening to you. Like, I, I'm I'm letting mm. you you air whatever you need to air, which is oh, – that's such a kind thing to do, to, like, let somebody, like, have closure. Uh, I don't know. I don't need your closure, but – Should I go bang me. some pots and pans right now? <laughs> Wait, why? <laughs> closure. It's like <laughs> – is that pots, pots and, and pans, pans you're getting? Okay. I, I mean, that's what I picture. Really? And like forks and shit. <laughs> I'll never listen to that song again. You'll hear more of my thoughts. Way. Okay. When we choose that song. Another time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so that's the bridge, and then we get we get another chorus, right, Sam? And then and then. And then she ties in those two chorus lines that change from the first chorus to the second chorus. Mm-hmm. She sings both of them at the end. I'd go back to December, turn around and make it all right. That's the first mm-hmm. thing she would mm-hmm. do. I'd go back to December, turn around and change my own mind. That's the second thing she does. She, Sorry, that's the second thing she would do. Yeah. And then she ends it with, what I am in the moment. Does. I am in the present. I go back to December all the time. All, all the, time. the time. So it it ends on a pretty sad note that she is yeah. she can't she can't change what she did. You know, she implies a little bit in the bridge, like if there's a chance, I, I will do this right, but I understand and I can't change things, but I'm gonna live in regret for what I've done because I dated Instead of you, I broke up with you and I dated this guy who was a really fantastic musician, a great lyricist, <laughs> puts out really wonderful music, but he was an asshole to my heart. And I wish I could go back to you, Taylor Lautner. I really wish I could. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we did Back to December. It's it's funny. Like, I, like you said this last week, but there's like so many songs that I feel like it feels really cathartic to finally have talked through. Like this feels like a really big storyline for Taylor Swift, but also for Taylor Lautner. Like this is his big song and his big story. And he really comes out looking like a good guy, you know, like especially yeah, now good that you're saying like, 
I know, right? Like, and so it just, I think it feels good to me to have this part, like there's closure on this part of her story. There's so many other stories to tell though. Should I go bang some pots and pans? <laughs> All right, Sam, this is me swallowing my pride standing in front of you saying, I'm sorry, but the podcast is over. Your guard is up, I can tell. And I think I know why. You want me to tell you what song we are doing next week, right? Yes, please. Yes. Okay. So we're in December. We're, we're going back and remembering moments. And Taylor's birthday is coming up on December 13th. And oh, birthdays are supposed to be so special and like especially it's also especially supposed to be fun when you turn 21 right you're not you're not no you're not <laughs> you're not you're not i'm not i am not, not ready to do all too well tenement version i'm just not ready for that. <laughs> we're not gonna do 10 but we are gonna talk about the night that taylor turned 21 and we're gonna do that was the moment i knew mm, good I support that. I love that song. And it's been a moment since we've we've gone back to red. We went back to December. Yeah. Let's go back we to red. We need to get into red. Mm. Good choice. Let's go back Good to red. Choice. Let's tell another story about a really terrible boyfriend and a ruined December and a really sad Taylor Swift. Mary Christmas, tis the damn season. Merry Swiftness, tis the damn season. Happy birthday, Taylor. I'm so sorry that you're sad all of the time. Um, in your early days, at least. For reals. Well, Swiggies, if it turns out that freedom from listening to our podcast ain't nothing but missing us, then never fear. You can go back and find us over on our social media platforms, which is Swift and Swig's podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And send us an email at Swift and Swig's podcast at gmail.com rate and review us on apple podcasts subscribe and give us a rating on spotify leave a comment on spotify if you want lastly don't forget about our playlist also on spotify yet again drink every time i mention spotify we have a pod uh, sorry we have a playlist uh with all of these songs that we have covered every single episode that we have done so be sure to check that out we'll, we'll link to it also, maybe this is wishful thinking, probably mindless dreaming, but what if you celebrated Taylor's birthday by leaving us those reviews that we talked about? So that will be a great gift to us. Thanks again for including us in your yearly listens. It's been fun getting to break down these songs with you. We hope you're having just as much fun as we are, Rachel. And um, yeah, going back to December was pretty cathartic with, to do this with you, Rachel. Cheers and clink clink to that. I would do it all the time, Sam. All the time. Oh, that was a pretty good clink clink. <laughs>